hello everyone this is sk from check here i am going to give you an important information let me do you know this world is made up of or built up of atom would you believe this even i don't but some of the scientific experts are provided the information about how the earth was built of atoms even our scientist explains that how this universe and the earth made up of atom and still examines giving life to thousands of species okay let me get into the content you know from mountains to stars and human beings everything we see around us is made up of tiny atoms this is how we know they are there you know atoms are really really small you probably have heard that matter is made of bundles of these tiny things you likely also know that you can't see them with a naked eye they told to take on trust that idea that atoms are there interacting with each other and being building blocks of our world for most people dog that's not enough good enough science prides itself on a way it has real observations to work on out of the mysteries of the universe so how did we go to conclude that atom exists and what have we learned about these tiny structures it might seem as if there's a simple way to prove atoms exist put them under the microscope but this approach won't work in fact even the most powerful light focusing microscope can't visualize single atoms then what makes an atom visible is the way it deflects visible light waves you know atoms are so much smaller than the wavelength of visible light that the two don't really interact to put it in another way atoms are invisible to light itself however atoms do not observable effects on some of the things we can see you know hundreds of years ago in 1785 dutch scientist jan ingenhaus was studying a strange phenomenon that he couldn't make quite make sense of minute particles of coal dust were dating about on the surface of some alcohol in his lab even the most powerful light focusing microscope can't visualize single atoms and then about 50 years later in 1827 the scottish botanist robert brown described something curiously similar he had his microscope trained on some pollen grains brown noticed that some of the grains released tiny particles which would then move away from the pollen grains in a random jittery dance at first brown wondered the particles were really some sort of unknown organism he repeated the experiment with other substances like rock dust which he knew was not alive and saw the same strange motion again take almost another century for science to offer an explanation einstein came along and developed a mathematical formula that would predict this very particular type of movement by then called brownian motion after robert brown einstein's theory was that the particles from the pollen grains were being moved around because they were consistently crashing into millions of tinier molecules of water molecules that were made up of atoms really it's quite interesting you know it's getting into the topic very eagerly he explains 
this jiggling motion that you see as actually being caused by the impact of individual water molecules on the particles of dust or water it is that you are gone on a liquid it was explained by harry cliff at the university of cambridge who is also a curator at london science museum by 90s observations backed with the calculations had confirmed that atoms were real within about a decade physicists would be able to go further by pulling apart individual atoms they began to get a sense of their internal structure it may come as a surprise that atoms can be broken down particularly since the very name atom derives from a greek term atomos which means indivisible but six know that the atoms are not solid little balls it's better to think of them as a tiny electrical planetary systems they are typically made up of three main parts you you itself know protons neutrons and electrons think of the protons and neutrons together forming a sun or nucleus at the center of the system which means solar system the electrons orbit its nuclear like planets if atoms are impossibly small these subatomic particles are even more so funnily enough the first particle that was discovered was actually the smallest of the three the electron to get an idea of the size difference here protons in the nucleus are actually around 1830 times as large as the electrons picture a small marble orbiting a hot air balloon that's the kind of discrepancy we are talking about here but how do we know those particles are there the answer is because although they are tiny they have a big impact the british physicist who discovered electrons jj thomson used a particularly eye catching method to prove their existence in 1897 his special device was called a crookes tube a funny shaped piece of glass out of which all the air was sucked by a machine then a negative electrical charge was applied to one end of the tube this charge was enough to strip the remaining gas molecules in the tube of some of their electrons electrons are negatively charged so they flew down the tube towards the other end thanks to the particle vacuum those electrons were able to shoot through the tube without any big atoms getting in their way the electrical charge made the electrons move very quickly indeed around 37000 miles per second which is equal to 59500 kilometers per second until they smash into the glass at the far end knocking into yet more electrons associated with the atoms there amazingly the collisions between these mind blocking tiny particles generated so much energy that it created fantastic green yellow glow it's one of the first particle that accelerates in a way says the cambridge expert cliff it's accelerating electrons from one end of the tube to the other and they strike the screen at the other end and give their frost present glow and because thomson also found that he could actually see the beams of electrons with the magnets and electrical fields he know there were just weird rays of light they had to be changed as particles and if you were wondering how these electrons could go flying around independently of their atoms 
that's because of a process called ionization in which in this case an electrical charge changes the atom structure by pushing those electrons off into the space atom in fact it's because electrons are so easily manipulated and moved around the electrical circuits which is possible electrons is a copper wire travel in a train like motion from one atom of the copper to the next and that it's which carries the charge through the wire to the other end atoms it's worth nothing again or not solid little piece of matter but systems that may be modified or undergo structural changes but the discovery of the electrons suggested that there was more to learn about atoms thomson's work revealed that electrons are negatively charged but he knew that atoms themselves had no overall change he reasoned they must contain mysterious positively charged particles to cancel out the negatively charged electrons and also the experiment at the beginning of the 20th century identified those positively charged particles and at the same time revealed the atoms solar system like internal structure and the scientist Ernest Rutherford and his colleague took very thin metal foil and put in under a beam of positively charged radiation a stream of small particles most of the powerful radiation sailed through right just as rutherford thought it would given how thin the foil was but surprisingly some of it bounced back rutherford reasoned that the atoms in a metal foil must contain small dense areas with a positive charge nothing else would have the potential to reflect the radiation to such a strong degree he had found the positive charges in the atom and simultaneously proved that they were all bunched together in a tiny mass in a way the electrons are not in other words he had remonstrated the existence of a dense nucleus within the atom however still there was a problem but now the mass of the atoms could be estimated but given what was known about how heavy the particle and the nucleus should be the idea that they were positively charged didn't make sense carbon has 6 electrons therefore 6 protons in the nucleus 6 positive charges and 6 negative charges explained by the scientist cliff but the nucleus of the carbon doesn't weigh 6 protons it also weighs the equivalent of 12 protons early on it was thought that the other 6 nuclear particles would have the same mass as a proton but be neutrally charged neutrons but no one could prove this in fact neutrons were not actually discovered until the 90s 30s when cambridge physics came named james chadwick was desperate to discover the neutron he been working on the theory for years in 1932 he made a breakthrough a few years earlier other physicists had been experimenting with radiation they fired positively charged radiation the same sort that rutherford has used to discover the nucleus at beryllium atoms the beryllium kick out radiation of its own radiation that was neither positively nor negatively charged and that could penetrate far through material by this time others had already worked on the gamma radiation was neutral and deeply penetrating so the physics assumed that is what a beryllium atoms were realizing but chagrin was not convinced convinced he generated some of the new gen- radiation himself and aimed it at a substance 
which he knew was rich in protons. Unexpectedly, the protons were knocked into the air away from the material as though they had been hit by the particles with the same mass, like snooker balls being hit by other snooker balls. Gamma radiation deflects the protons this way. So, Chadwick realized the particles in question here must have the same mass as a proton but lack its electrical charge. They were neutrons. All the key bits of the atom had been figured out, but the story doesn't stop here. Although we had figured out a lot more about atoms than we had before, they were still difficult to visualize. And getting back in 1930s, no one had produced a direct image of one, which is what many people would want to see in order to really accept that they are Importantly, though the techniques that had been used by the scientists like Thomson, Rutherford and Chadwick would pave the way for new equipment that would eventually help us to produce those images. The beams of electrons Thomson generated in his Crookes tube experiment proved particularly useful. Today, similar beams are generated by electronic microscope and the most powerful of these microscopes can actually create images of individual atoms. This is because an electron beam can have a wavelength of thousands of times shorter than the light beam. So, short. In fact, the electron waves can be deflected by tiny atoms to generate an image in a way that light beams can't. Neil Skipper at University College says, Images are useful for people who want to study the atomic structure of a special substance. Those who use it to make batteries for electric cars, for example, the more we know about their atomic structure, the better we can design them to efficient and reliable. The idea is to bring the tip of an extremely small prop close to the surface of a molecule or a material surface. At such close quarters, the prop will be sensitive to the chemical structure of whatever it's pointed at, and the change in resistance as it moves across it allows scientists to produce images of what, for example, an individual molecule looks like. Recently, researchers published wonderful images of molecules before and after a chemical reaction using this method. Skipper adds that a lot of atomic research today explores how the structure of things can change when high pressure or extreme temperature is applied. Most people know that when a material is heated, it often expands. It's now possible to detect the atomic changes that occur which makes this possible. In a liquid, as you heat it up, you can see the atoms have more disordered configurations, says Skipper. You can see that from the structural man map directly. Skipper and other physicists can also work on atoms using neutron beams first identified by Chadwick in the 1930s. What we do a lot of is to fire beams of neutrons at lumps of materials and from the scattering pattern that emerges you can figure out that you were scattering neutrons from the nucleus, he says. You can even work out the mass and the rough size of the object that was doing the scattering. But atoms are not always just sitting there, calmly stable, waiting to be examined. Sometimes they are decaying, which means they are radioactive. There are lots of naturally occurring radioactive elements. The process generates energy, which forms the basis of nuclear power and the nuclear bombs. Nuclear physics research generally involves trying to better understand reactions in the which the nucleus undergoes fundamental changes like this. Lara Harkness Brennan at the University of Liverpool specialized in the study of gamma rays 
a type of radiation emitted by decaying atoms a radioactive atom of a given type generates a specific form of gamma ray that means you can even identify atoms by detecting the energy of gamma rays alone and this is exactly what hawkins brunner does in her lab the type of detectors that you use are detectors that allow you to measure both presence of the radiation but also the energy of the radiation it's being deposited she says and that's because the nuclei all have a characteristic fingerprint because there might be a all sort of atoms present in an area where radiation is detected especially after a large nuclear rea- reaction of some kind it's important to know precisely which radioactive isotopes are present this sort of detection is commonly done in a nuclear power plants or areas where they have been nuclear disasters hawkness brennan and their colleagues are working on detection systems that can be set up in such places to show in three dimensions where radiations might be present in a particular room what would you do to have techniques and tools that allow you to image and three dimensional space and tell you in that room that pipe there is where the radiation is it's also possible to visualize the radiation in a cloud chamber this is a special experiment in which alcohol vapor cooled to minus 40 degrees celsius drifts in a cloud around a radioactive source charged particle of radiation flying away from the source remove the electrons from the alcohol molecules this makes the alcohol condense into a liquid around the path of the emitted particle the results of this type of detection are really the stunning they have not just worked out with the atoms they have realized that they are marvelously complex structure that can undergo amazing things and changes which many of done naturally and by studying atoms this way they have been able to improve our technologies harness the energy of nuclear reactions and better understand the natural world around us we have also been able to better protect ourselves from the radiation discover how materials change when placed under extreme conditions everything we can see around is made up of these little things it's good to know they are down here making it all possible hopefully they are also indestructible even there is a tiny problem working with the atoms can make severe explosions okay listeners we are getting to the end of the topic and you can see that even everything smaller from smaller to bigger so start your efforts with small and make them big as you dream thank you This podcast is brought to you by Chuck Air. Stay tuned for more podcasts. Thank you.